Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts on nothing talk about everything. And on today's episode, that's exactly what we're going to do. No need to overthink this one. We're just going to get in here and discuss a couple of topics. So sit back and enjoy as two random men talk about a little bit of everything. I had a question posed to me by a friend of mine named Jay the other day who listens to the podcast. So shout out to Jay. It was Hi, one, Jay. Of those, one of those shower thoughts. Okay. Kind of mess with your head. He goes, hey, Kenny, <laughs> why is it called unsweet tea? Did they take the sweetness out of it? Wouldn't it just be tea? You got sweet tea and tea. True. Not, they didn't put sweet into it and take the sugar at, back out. So why the hell do we call it unsweet tea? <laughs> you know, that said, you got a damn good point there, sir. Hmm. Yeah, why isn't it just tea and sweet tea? Mm-hmm. Huh. I'll have tea, which that might just be an American thing. Probably is, because, I mean, you think about, like, the, the British, they say, hey, we're going to have tea. They don't say, right. you know, sweet or unsweet or anything like that. They just say tea. I have no point of reference on how sweet their tea is. They don't. They just have tea, and then you ask for one number two with your sugar to add to the sweetness. So we've been doing it all wrong. Well, yeah, we're Americans. We do everything back. Maybe it's a southern thing where it's like we assume when someone has a tea that they want sweet tea. That's true. Kind of like, say, a tea or a beer or something like that. A lot of places serve it normally hot or room temperature. Or something like that. Uh, other than here, where everything's here, ice like, cold. No, everything's going to be cold. Which, that's probably just because geological, where we're at. I mean, we're hot all the time. So we're like, hey, no, I want to geographical. We assume everything's <laughs> geographical. <laughs> National geographical. geographical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. You know what I meant. But yeah, uh, because like of where we're talk. at. Because of where we're at. Because of where we're, like, we're at. No, everything's dude. assumed to be served cold. We don't want to drink anything hot. Like, we want to drink stuff cold. But I don't know exactly where the sweet thing came from. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I prefer, it's a valid point. I, I prefer my tea sweet, definitely. See, um, I've switched over to unsweet tea. Yeah, good for you. Very popular. Or, or tea, so, I guess now. No, you switched, switched over, over to tea. To, I've switched over to tea. <laughs> over the past couple of years, like I've been able to. Threw in a little bit of the accent there. Yeah. yeah just a tweak. <laughs> just a tinge of it. Switched over to tea, everybody. You got me. Which is very unpopular in Texas. Yeah. When you're sitting at a table with everybody at the cafe, I'll have a tea, I'll have a tea, I'll have a tea, I'll have an unsweet tea, and everybody kind of looks at you. Or once I got a, I got a tooth giving me trouble. When somebody asks for tea with no ice. Have you been at yeah, a table with that? Yeah, now like, that. Yeah, again, like I said, back to the whole thing. Hot like, tea that's probably cold tea? You know, I know my wife, does. she brews a lot of her own tea, and a lot of times she'll drink it warm. Um, I just can't do it. I, I don't like it. I think the only time I drink warm tea is like the sleepy time tea trying to go to bed. What is it about drinking warm things that make you want to go to sleep? And I know that's silly because you think about like coffee typically wakes you up. But like a lot of times like you drink something warm and I don't know if it just like gets in your tummy and makes you all like, oh, I'm ready to go to bed. But a lot of times drinking warm stuff makes you want to actually go to sleep. I think it probably walks the same line with how they say you'll fall asleep faster wearing socks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not here. Because <laughs> half the time we don't even sleep with blankets. Yeah, that's true. But in a more colder, neutral environment, I've always heard that that you, you fall asleep faster wearing you warmed socks. Up and, yeah. Warmer, yeah. yeah okay. I know. I have a. Have you ever heard of the B fan? I think I showed it B to fan? you that I have. It's called a B fan. We're not sponsored by B fan at all. But 
think it was two years ago, Mel bought a bee fan. And it goes at the foot of your bed, and it's a fan that blows underneath your covers. Okay. And it is fantastic. I bet. I bet it that, is that sounds fantastic. amazing. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. Once you get over the oh, initial odd feeling of having a fan blowing on your feet, which wouldn't, I have a fan blowing. I, I have the fan on. That wouldn't bother me at all. Nope. Nope. It's. I highly recommend investing in one. Yeah. Whenever. Just for uh, those hot summer nights. Dude, when me and Liz first got together. It's ice cold underneath your bed course, sheets. Here's, you know, two people uh, went from sleeping by ourselves to sleeping in a bed together. Two people one of the first. in the world. <laughs> they sleep hot and i'm a i'm i'm a naturally just a hot person like i'm just not not attractive hot but just um i'm very warm by nature ah, you're cute uh, i got a pretty smile anyway uh so when we bought the house we first started sleeping in the same bed in the same room together and everything one of the first things i got was an oscillating fan like a big stand-up one uh that i had blowing like directly on right like, in my didn't, face. it didn't even have it oscillating like i literally just had it blowing directly on me and liz hated it with a passion because she was like it's noisy it's constantly doing the thing you know whatever i was like i don't care i gotta have that on me so i installed at the time uh, i thought was a, a very nice uh, ceiling fan and i was like okay we're gonna do this because i can't sleep hot like i can't and so we had the nice ceiling fan in there and we're we would normally turn the AC down to like 69, 68. It's a good temp. Yeah. Um, for me, that's perfect sleeping. But I also had the fan blowing on me directly. Finally, she convinced me to go and get rid of the damn thing. And so I got rid of it. And for like, I don't know, a week, couldn't I couldn't sleep. sleep. I couldn't sleep. Yep. And I also think a part of it was I probably got used to the, the kind of the white noise thing. I was right about i was waiting yeah. to interject with that and i didn't want to interrupt you but more than the fan on me i need the white noise and going to know, sleep in a completely quiet house i can't do it yeah i can't do total silence i, I have to have a dog barking in the background some white noise uh, the tv on i gotta have some some something otherwise i can't stop thinking and i think that's what a big part of it is is i'm sitting there and i'm, I'm laying in bed i can't relax enough because i'm constantly thinking about the silence so I got the point You're hearing where, everything you shouldn't hear. Exactly. Pipes creaking, exactly. doors creaking, the house settling, you know, different things like that. And of course, every time you're like me, every time you hear something like that, you immediately jump up like, somebody's breaking down the house. Uh, we're under attack. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> crazy like that. Like, your Not mind just that, but just an annoying, like, a click or a drip that's more annoying than the white noise of the fan that you, you're expecting to hear. Yeah. And yeah. it's soothing. Yeah. It's kind of like the hump, why you can, as a passenger in a vehicle, fall asleep so easy. Because uh, the hum yeah, Liz, of the Liz road. found one of those apps uh, that you can listen to, and it has the different kind of, it can be like just a soft breeze, it can be the ocean, it can be just straight up white noise, <laughs> whale sound. <laughs> I can't Nemo hear the whale now. noise because I just start laughing at him. <laughs> makes me think of Finding Nemo every time. Hey. Where are you going? <laughs> the southern Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. uh, but... Yeah, she at one point she found uh, one of the apps, and we did that for a long time, man. Because there for a while, that was the only way I could go to sleep without having my my little crappy ten dollar Walmart fan <laughs> there mm-hmm. in the background. <laughs> Gotta have the white noise. Gotta have at least something. Because, like I said, me, I'll sit there, and I guess I always go into like panic mode about everything. I, I, <laughs> about I know, everything. Yeah, I, I know it's silly to think, but like when I when I'm but I'm laying there and I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, it's time to calm down, relax, time to go to sleep. But then I hear something 
And like I said, my immediate thought is somebody's breaking the house. The house is under attack. Uh, it's red dawn. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it's going, like, things are going crazy. You know, monsters attack. Like, it's, yeah. And I'm like, I can't go to sleep. Like, and I know that's, that's stupid. It's so stupid to say it. But that's just where my mind goes. I can't help it. I, and it might be just two flavors of dads, that one has to go to sleep before everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I have to go to sleep after everybody's asleep. Oh, yeah. I can't. And like a dog, I walk around the house, check on everybody, make sure the kids are covered up. They have their fans on because they're raised in a fan house. And uh, doors are locked. It's very hard for me to fall asleep if everybody's still awake. I I can't do it. Even with the door closed. I have tried to go to bed before other people Mm -hmm. in the house. I can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, we'll we'll be laying, say we're laying in bed and uh, watching TV or, or playing our phone or doing whatever. Uh, or I say, you know, Jack's in the bedroom and he's got his TV on or something like that. And it's not time for him to go to bed yet. Like, it's not time for him to be done. But I'm laying down. I can't do it. I just can't. Isn't it funny how you could fall asleep if you're watching TV with something you want to watch, but if someone else is watching a program that you don't agree with or maybe it's piquing your interest, even if it's a show you hate, it's in the other room. You're laying there analyzing it. You know what's funny about that? Is reality shows? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, actually, you're gonna say that, but uh, you get up out of bed and walk into the living room and go, "What? What? Hap- what? What did Jesse do?" Yeah, did Jesse sleep with Billy? I missed it. I fell asleep. I, for I, I don't know, uh, but what? What happened? Uh, did they get kicked off the island? Did they get kicked <laughs> off the boat? And they, you know, what, like, and like, I'm sure thinking to myself, like, I wake up the next day, I'm like, why would I ever care about what the hell was going on I on don't. that show? But for some reason, I got wrapped into it. Maybe it's because. My brain is trying to shut off, but like it's still like fighting it. Like no, no, there's something. You're laying there thinking there's something. That gonna, was stupid. That was a stupid decision. I'm gonna make that interesting in my head. <laughs> I'm gonna make it something that I actually care about, even though I would never care about it in a million years. But you know what? I know you've done it too. Say so you come in from work, and the wife or the kid or whoever is watching something that again would be something you would never care about mm-hmm. normally, but just in passing. You see just enough of it where something piques your interest in some way. You're shape, just or with form. an earshot to go. What? Why? Why is that dumbass? What, my, huh? my thing is, I'll come in What's and you peek around the corner and go. That was stupid. I'll come in and say, uh, you know, even Jack like watching like some of his cartoons or something like that. And I walk in and he's watching this cartoon. And don't get me wrong, like I'm a I'm a nerd. I've watched many, many a cartoon, even as a grown man, you know, so I mean... I don't think you have to be a nerd to enjoy cartoons. <laughs> but anyway, I'm walking in, like, I don't care about the show, I don't know what it is, I don't even know the characters on it or anything like that, but I'll walk in and I'll usually set my stuff on the counter, uh, and where our TV is, uh, you can't actually see the TV once you go in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'll hear just enough of it while I'm walking in, you know, taking off my work clothes, doing my thing, you know, my, my decompress after work deal. And I'll hear just enough of it to kind of get my interest peaked. And so then I'll walk around and I'll sit there and watch the episode. Half the time he's already ran away and like, doesn't even care about it. He's like, he's not even going to, but I've been invested. Like, I got to watch it. And they'll <laughs> come around the corner. And she's like, uh, we can totally turn off, you know, whatever the show is. I'm like, nah, you'll see how it ends. Unless it's gravity falls. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta see. When the kids started watching gravity falls is when I really realized that I'm that annoying guy that has to comment on everything. Because she'll be watching the episode, and she's having a good time watching it and is in it. And I'm sitting behind. <laughs> Maybe I'm behind the couch. Maybe I'm sitting at the table. And I start interjecting things about, you know, this is a, a parody of a Friday the 13th. Oh, what? you're that dead. Oh, no. Yeah. I've oh, got to no. give him a rundown on it. And I'll be like, wait, wait, wait. 
hit pause. Let me explain to you something I've about this it. episode. I've done it. Yeah. It's like, oh, they made a really funny joke there. What was that? That was an inside joke about it being a Nightmare on Elm Street reference. Yeah. And they're like, Dad, I, do, I honestly don't care. But I also know that I'm that annoying guy that I've caught myself repeating the joke after the joke is said to everybody. <laughs> like I'm trying to amp up the joke and when they didn't laugh hard enough at it. And I'm going, no. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, okay. Guilty pleasure. Both me and you. I know we've both done this before. Senior, we're both drinking our drinks. Talking about typically adult stuff. Speaking of which, you need another beer? Sure. Um, but, Bluey, every time that that show comes on, I sit there and I cannot help but watch the entire episode. For whatever reason, it's so intriguing, and I just, I can't help but watch the full episode. And I mean, I know most of them are like 15 minutes long or 10 minutes long or whatever, but it's just so damn entertaining. And like, I'm sitting thinking, like, this is a little kid's show, but damn it, I just... I really like all these characters. Is that silly for you know me and my age? No, because it's know. so damn real. The way the show, I, I think on an episode previously, I talked about how Chili and Bandit Healer are the most realistic parents <laughs> that have ever been portrayed <laughs> on television. Anybody out there that has kids, I, I know you guys got to be feeling what we're feeling right now and thinking the same thing because... At least you don't got Caillou. Oh, I did. But not yeah, it's like, like the dad gets nut shot in every other episode and just has to play it off. And it's like you're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That happens when the kids sneak out of bed. Mm-hmm. When they get to be about two and come start jumping in bed with you, and then you just wake up to an elbow drop, like a Randy Savage elbow drop, <laughs> right in the no nos. Yeah, and everybody else is asleep, and you're just like, okay, yep. yeah, yep, yeah, yep. So, That's yeah. real deal. Or they start the 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 way they deal with. Teaching about, like, there's an episode where the bird dies. They find a bird, and they Mm -hmm. take it to the vet, and the bird dies. And they handle it with such kid gloves that it's beautiful in a way to explain death to a child. You know? And just the fact that they they don't release uh, the names of the two kids. That is fantastic. Actually, I think any any of the smaller kids. The younger kids that play the younger characters. Yeah, the the, the cast of children, they don't release their names on anything. And that is, somebody had the forethought... That is amazing to not put these kids out there to get constantly bombarded. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool, man. And I, I love that, that I show. I'm the that. same way. The uh, One of the little ones can walk away, and I'm just going to finish the episode because it's funny. Yeah. The jokes are clever. So when we were at Disney World, <laughs> and every night we got back to the hotel room, and of course everybody's, everybody's totally exhausted. You know, we'd yes. get back at like 10, 11 o'clock every night. And so everybody's done. Typically we would give Jack a bath right quick, you know, do whatever, and we'd lay him down in bed so he could finally get some Start sleep. Winding because, down. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, these kids have been through a the lot. Ringer. Yeah, for an entire day. And that... And you've walked 16 miles today, child. Every time. Tiny That's legs. what came on was Bluey. And he was totally cool with it. He'd watch it. He'd fall asleep. It was great. But he would fall asleep, and me and Liz would be sitting there, and we'd finish watching the episode. Why have we been watching Bluey by ourselves as adults for the past 25 minutes? <laughs> So it's just because that was our first time to really ever watch it uh, was while we were there. And it was just, I don't know. I, at first, I thought it was just because we were just so just mentally drained and whatever. And we're like, oh, mindless TV. But no, it actually was a pretty good show. It's fantastic. Speaking of Disney, <laughs> did you notice there was a point where I was standing there in a, not a pavilion, but kind of like a town square. And I just start noticing, and I include myself in this. 
the sheer amount of the family team tees. Yes. Everybody's color coordinated. It. I cracked up. I started laughing to myself. Okay. Going, this is the most ridiculous shit. Everybody, like the whole, the whole Johnson family, 14 of them is wearing red shirts, have Ooh. their names on it. And they're definitely not the most comfortable things to wear because they're that thick, iron-on, plastic-feeling, like Superman logo on your chest. And while you're walking around, carting around four kids, <laughs> sweating your <laughs> balls off. And then you've got this plasticky-feeling, iron-on, half of yours is peeling. The eyes come out of the name on the shirt. So I actually have two things to say about this. The first thing I'm going to say was I did love the one couple or the one family that came up and they were like, it's the Miller vacation. And it was like (laughs) the kid, like the youngest one had best day of my life. And the next kid said, I'm having the best day ever. And the wife was like, longest day ever. And the dad's was most expensive day ever. I was like, yep, yep, yep. 100%. Every dad <laughs> had that thousand-yard stare. <laughs> Just the beat down. You know, what was funny was whenever we were at Universal Studios, right? Isn't that what it is? It's still called whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's Universal. Um, so we're at Universal, and we ended up uh, on the one side that was like, it was the Simpsons land, you know, all yes. Simpsons stuff. And they had like all like the Midway games set up. Yeah. And... We ended up over there. Uh, they were actually like that. That whole area was actually probably the the coolest as far as heat wise. The coolest. Yeah, the winter's area. coming off the water. Yeah, the winter's coming off the water and everything like that. And it just so happened about that time, Jack was like, eh, "I'm done with riding roller coasters stuff like that." And he, like he wanted to play some games and do get it, get up, do something. And so we're like, "All right, cool. This, like this is great. Like heck yeah." And so we start doing it, and it's funny because everything is so expensive <laughs> there. I mean, like, you get, like, a bottle of water. It's, like, $7, and you do all the stuff. It's, like, everything's so crazy. This is but, Titty Club prices. Yeah, no joke. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we had one time where we played a game, and Jackson won, uh, like, a little plushie. And it was, like, a pretty... But now, let me guess who had to cart that around the rest of the day. Okay, yeah, so we had to carry him around, but check this out, man. He won this one, and it was actually a pretty decent size uh, little plush toy, right? Like a minion or something? Uh, I think the first one he won was... The first one? Yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, shit. So the first one he won, I think it was like a like a penguin, just generic, whatever. <laughs> just a penguin? Um, The penguin? No, yeah, a penguin. Just a penguin, just a random penguin. But Liz had taken him, and they had played the first game, and she was like... I paid six bucks for me and him to play this game, and he won this decent-sized little plush doll. And I was like, you know what? That's not really bad, because if we were trying to buy something like that back home, that same one would have probably been like... Fifteen bucks. Eight, fifteen bucks, you know, something like that. So like, okay. So she actually bought one of, like, the round-robin things, like, where it's, like, 25 bucks, and you can play, like, six games. Okay? Good strategy. Hell. Hell, he wants something off each one. And, like, I'm not saying, like, he's the... He's not throwing the ring toss and making it on the on the bottle every time. He's not making it through the oval basketball hoop every freaking time. Like, I mean, he's a kid. Yeah. But every time, he wants something. But you're compiling winnings of things that you have to carry around. Yes, and I know what you're saying, but bear with me for just a second. So we started winning all this stuff. And I'm looking at it, and I got... At the end, he finally uh, ended up winning this Homer Simpson. A bag? 
He won a yeah, the bag would have been great. <laughs> um, but he won this Homer Simpson, and dude, this thing is probably like two foot tall. It is a big, huge Homer Simpson doll, and I was like, Did that sad dad with both arms filled full of plushy toys. Ah, but you're still not, yeah, going. but you're not, you're not getting what I'm saying though, man. Because I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, okay, so he ended up with like a penguin, a uh, just some random it was like a like a lion or something like that he ended up with a homer simpson he ended up with an et and there was something else because he ended up with like five different things and i'm looking at this and i'm like we've spent a total of maybe 30 dollars on him to go play these games for and we were there for probably i don't know good hour hour and a half 30 bucks for a hour of games is is worth it in itself. Nothing. It's but a drop in the bucket. Then he brought home all of this stuff. Now yeah it sucked the way to carry it home Sucks more that you had to pack it in but, the travel. I know this is silly, but like, on, I, I was looking at this Homer Simpson bags. doll that he brought home, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that thing would be like $60 back home. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, we cracked the code. We figured it out. The one thing at these at these kind of parks, like Disney World, Universal, you know, these big ones, the one thing that's actually cheaper is stuffed animals. <laughs> It's so silly. It's so goofy. It cost them 75 cents. But you know what? Jackson still carries around his Homer Simpson all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Ever since we got home, he carries around that Homer Simpson, and that's his little buddy. He goes with him everywhere he goes. So you know what? That in itself was worth it. Fantastic. But to finish the thought of what you were saying a minute ago, I do have to say this. You probably noticed while we were there, we kind of did a little bit of the... The family wearing the shirts thing. Oh, myself included. We all did it. <laughs> well, you know, we went Team there. family. Yeah, we went there for what we went there for. Um, so everybody had to wear the same shirt to promote the studio and everything that Melanie was doing. Um, and so we did that. And that was great. No problem. But we had also kind of set up like every day. We had a different thing depending on where we were going. And so like when we went to the Star Wars thing. Yeah. We had shirts made up that... It was, Liz had the shirt that it looked, it just looked like uh, Princess Leia's buns and said, I love you. And then I had one that just had the blaster. Said, I know. Said, I know. I saw that. I thought that was slick. And then Jackson had one that was Kylo Ren's helmet that said, (laughs) ooh, (laughs) on it. You know, so we, yeah, we kind of got in the same thing. Every day was a little bit of a theme and, and we did we jumped in the whole thing. I, the moms went hard and heavy on the customized shirts, which yeah. I never understood why they were asking me to pack stuff. Like Melanie, when she was like, we need to pack your shirts. And I'm like, but I, I kind of think you have all my shirts planned out for the week. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we're sitting there, we're getting ready. And she's you like, just hey, handed me a stack of seven shirts. Make sure you get all your stuff together. I was like, you've, you've already got it. Like you mean my shorts? Yeah. <laughs> my socks. Cause, uh, you have the shirts covered. I need socks, shoes, undies, yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> you got all the rest of it. I call them undies, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Disney was, it, it was a blast. It was great. It was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, there was definitely Man, some. Man, Universal, the Harry Potter world was the bomb diggity. Everything was great, that... except for waiting in the line for, like, an hour and a half to get the butterbeer. You know what else was that every ride, and I'm, in my mind, I'm trying to think this is because we're coming out of covid and that so many of the theme parks were shut down for so long that general maintenance, while I'm sure they did it, it wasn't the day-to-day maintenance that they have to do mm. while you're having thousands of people roll through your park every day. Mm. 
and I'm sure you noticed this too, every ride broke down while you were waiting in line. I don't think there was a single ride that we rode that didn't at some point while we were waiting in the line have a delay for a breakdown. Yeah, definitely. And my thought on that was just that, you know, everybody kept, yeah, everybody kept getting very annoyed with it, but I was trying to think of it from a maintenance point of view of, yeah, this shit hadn't run in a year and a half. <laughs> it was probably, it's probably at full capacity. So I'm mechanic. sure everything is. Can you imagine what those engineers make yeah, that have to go out into the park and fix a problem on a ride that's traveling 65 miles an hour carrying? I think to myself, 30 like, people. One mechanic just running constantly all over the place. <laughs> like, I gotta fix, I gotta fix, I gotta fix. Oh my God, oh my God, what am I doing? Yeah, I was standing in the line talking place. to somebody. Saying, I wonder what the engineers make here that have to go solve a problem. It's not like you or I where we have a problem and we say, okay, we've got two days. We can fix the plumbing. Just don't use that bathroom. These folks have to fix a problem while there's a line of 1,500 people waiting. Pissed off people. Pissed off people. And we need it up and running in 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Figure out where it's at. Solve it. And then it's got to be it safe to carry these people yeah, traveling this yeah. fast on a cart. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's still got to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember uh, years ago, um, we were at Six Flags. And they just opened, I think it was the Mr. Freeze one. That's one of the ones like it, like it shoots you up and you drop straight down. Mm-hmm. And does all this wild and crazy stuff. Which, that's not exactly my cup of tea. But, you know, hey, teach them, you know. Um, we both know I don't like roller coasters, so none of them are my. You don't like heights. You don't like fast. You don't like water. You don't like. What do you like? Couch. <laughs> now you are the perfect person to take to an amusement park because you'll just hold our shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and watch us do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I anyway. was doing that shit before we had cell phones with internet, where I would just sit on the bench with everybody. <laughs> Everybody's shit. Not everybody, because everybody's riding the rides, but I would sit on the bench with everybody's shit and just kind of like... Sitting there with all the old people like that don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, How's Branson? (laughs) I hear it's fantastic. Can't wait to get there. So we're sitting there. We're watching this ride, and the group, we were in a group of like six people, and everybody else was like, dude, we gotta go ride it. We gotta go ride it. And I was like, hey, if y'all want to, go for it, man. Knock yourselves out. I'll stay back. You know, I'll hold y'all shit. Like, I don't care. But I'm not writing it. And they were like, what do you, what do you, what's the problem, man? Man, you, you scared your chicken? I was like, no, it's not necessarily that. I was like, I, I don't really dig those roller coasters, but every one of those ones I ever see, they break down all the flipping time. And they're like, no, 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 it's cool. Come on, come on. I was like, nah. I said, you guys go. It's all good. They rode the cart behind them, got stuck at the top mm. for two hours. I was like, yep, that would have been me. Yep. That would have been me. So, nope, I'm not doing that. I want to say my wife has told me a story about that happening at a, uh, like a county fair <laughs> carnival. I think, yeah, Mel's has a story about where they got trapped in one of those where it did the, it was just kind of a one uh, circular spin around. Yeah. And it got stuck at the top and they had to come get them. Oh, I'm like, no, see, no. that's my worst nightmare. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not so worried about like, because I, I do like throw rides. I do like roller coasters. I think I like ones that are a little bit more twisty and you go through loops and stuff like that. Like yeah, not big so much, drops. Not so much not just a big, deal. huge drop or I'm going to take you shoot straight up and drop you, you know, whatever. No, I'd it, rather go through a ride and actually, like, enjoy stuff. But it always seems like those kind of rides, the ones that, you know, 
the extreme drop, the extreme, you know, we're going to shoot you straight up, drop you. Those are the ones that always break down more. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with that. Because what if I, get, if I get stuck there all day long? Screw that. After going on this trip and seeing what you saw, and you're more of a theme park aficionado than I am. You go more often. But it seems like they're transferring over more and more to the 4D experiences where it's all like True. an IMAX screen and yeah. you're in a seat that just twists and turns and kind of moves around rather than the actual it's a little more stationary or a little bit more yes, uh, yes. Uh, trail that just kind of kind of goes around in a circle yeah. type thing instead of the best rides we rode were that Harry Potter one at Hogwarts yeah castle yeah um the one at Gringotts Bank at Disney it was the Soren and yeah the Soren one which was crazy cuz so we get on we get on the Soren ride. The Avatar one. The yes. Avatar okay. The Avatar the, one. The oh, Avatar yes, one was yes. probably the best ride well, I've ever ridden you in got my it. life. Well, you got it better than anybody because we get on there cuz your son Jackson's with us it was and too we much, get on there and, which is well, I will say this to anybody was, listening. For a 5-year-old, I think that ride is too intense. After I, riding it, that ride is too intense for a small child. Well, the thing was, you get in this seat, and it rocks you, like, all the way forward. First off, it sitting, locks you in. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. So you get in there, and, like, you sit in it, like, motorcycle style. But then you have to rock all the way forward. So you're already sitting, like, in a weird angle that you wouldn't normally ever be it's in. It's like you're riding on a crotch rocket. <sighs> I've never been on a crotch rocket, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's very odd. But then the whole thing like wraps around you and like suction cups to you. And there's a locking you, mechanism yeah. that goes when you lean forward. I'm trying to explain this to a way that everybody can kind of wrap their head around. So you lean forward on it like you would be riding a crotch rocket motorcycle. So you're set in there and they're like, suck up as much as you can to this. Then a locking mechanism comes behind your back and locks you in. Then, it, and that didn't, I didn't have a problem with. When the two came across my calves and locked my legs into place, mm-hmm. I felt very claustrophobic. And that's when he kind of was freaking out. Like, Because I mean, it's a lot. So you can't move your kid. legs at that point. And I'm like, yeah, what happens if I get weird. a Charlie horse while I'm locked in here for yeah. the next 10 minutes of this ride? It was it was definitely an odd feeling. Like, even as a grown man, being in a situation, I your, know your I'm going in here to... Your body is locked into a position. Yeah, I'm going in here to ride a roller coaster and... To get this feeling the around ang- me was, was odd. The anxiety so, of like, what's about to happen while I'm locked in here like this? Are they yeah. about to spin me, flip me, trip so, me, kick me down the road? He freaked out. So him and Liz bailed, got out, and they went off the side. And so and we went ahead and read the Good on those people at Disney because they wouldn't start the ride yeah, man, they while were, a child was dude, they were yeah. not comfortable on the ride. Yeah. They stopped it for I everybody and said, nope, we're getting the kid off the serious ride. Serious so, props. They were like, nope, yeah. you guys are going to hold off. Utmost Sorry. respect for them. They yeah. stopped the ride and said, nope, everybody's got to yeah, hang for a second while we get this kid off the ride. I can't say anything negative about those guys because, man, that was that was cool as crap. Liz got off with him and they stepped to the, there. They went into this little extra holding room or whatever. And so we continued the ride. So we called a thing. cell. It was a holding cell. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, yeah. It had a bench. <laughs> anyway, so we all get off, and Liz is like, man, She sucks. hadn't got to ride I the ride. I didn't get to ride the ride. Like, this is terrible. And but they were okay. cool enough. And they were like, yeah. They were like, well, no, you can totally get back on because you had to bail because of the kid. They're like, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you can we get understand. back on. And they're like, as a matter of fact, if you want to get on with somebody else in your group wants to ride again, 
that's to- totally cool. Like, go for it. And, of course, Liz immediately looks at me, and she's like, yep. well, it's right. And she's like, oh, crap, you got to take Jack. So, yep. no. And so you just happen you to be. And, <laughs> you and Mel had to go get the kids. Well, it just so, so happened. So I, by default, got to ride again. <laughs> be the next guy. Back yeah. to back on a ride that we waited in line for for two hours. Yeah. One of the coolest rides ever. And so Liz is like, Kenny, come on with me. Let's go. And I you're didn't like, notice, too, on the okay. second trip that the first time around, my 40 wasn't working. Like the smells of the ocean and the sprays and all that stuff that everybody got to experience the first time. My, um, I'll keep calling it a bike, but my kind of what it was. Seat. Your apparatus. My apparatus that I was locked into. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't firing off properly. So the second time I really got to experience all of it, like when you're flying over the ocean and it's you smell the ocean and you're getting ocean spray sprayed yep. in your face yep. and. Then yeah. when you fly through the jungle, it smells like so, dirt and foliage. And I so was like, oh, I didn't experience this the first time around. This was neat. You waited in line as long Super as everybody neat. else, but got to ride it twice. Got to ride one of the coolest rides out there twice. You know why? Because I'm nice to people in karma. <laughs> Still, hey, dude, <laughs> if someone's going to get a chance to, I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad she got to ride it. After everything, because so I wouldn't ride the big rides like y'all would, the roller coasters. True, yeah, and I was you like, gonna that's ride more my speed. I know I'm not gonna. If I if I fall out of this ride, I'm gonna fall five feet onto the, the floor. Yeah, if that even. Yeah. Soren was wackadoo, man. There was, you know, the one actually because that there's I loved, no handlebars to hold on to. You're just loosey goosey in this seat with nothing to hang on to, and the cool thing about those 4D rides, and I thought about this while I was on the ride. Was it the attack of the senses? It's so cool how they can do that, how they can pull that off. Because your brain is telling you you're a thousand feet up, you're over Paris, you're over the Eiffel Tower. Hey. And then it'll dip forward to take you down into a thousand foot drop. Remember? And your brain and your body don't know that that's not like, I'm telling myself this isn't actually happening. I can see the floor if I really look down, but my body doesn't know it's not happening. So it's having that adrenaline rush. Do you remember whenever we were kids and we got the chance to go to Disney World when we were kids? And you were like, I think I was like uh, six or seven, uh, you were yeah, ten, like maybe. ten, you know, something like that. And uh, we did the Back to the Future ride. And that was like when they first really started coming out with those those kind of rides that were the total interactive, but you're sitting in a cart that literally just shakes around. Like, that's all That's all it yeah, really it does. Yeah, it moves and spins. But like it's all itself. about your perception of what is going on around you and what you understand like how your brain perceives everything and like that i, I still remember because i mean there's a lot of things about uh, when we went whenever we were kids that i don't remember you were little yeah well, there was a whole lot going on too i mean eh, it was crazy but i do remember that one very vi- vividly like that was something really cool but yeah same thing like dude how they've come nowadays i mean it's insane uh one of my favorite ones was whenever we were in Toy Story Land, and we did the one that was the little bubble popper thingy. And so you're riding this cart, and it's like it's basically the teacups where you spin around and you do stuff. But you have a little bubble popper that you're shooting at. And you the have screen. 3D glasses and on. You have 3D so everything's in. Yeah. Three yeah everything's dimensions. in 3D. And you're sitting there. Me and Jackson had such a blast with that. We thought that was the coolest thing ever. I wish we could have gone back and done it again because man, that was so much fun. So on the topic of roller coasters, um, I have a thing if you want to do the thing. You want to do the thing? Let's do the thing. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Search Engine Results. I'm going to ask the all-powerful internet a question. I get the answer. Then I'm going to shoot Keith. 
three random answers, and he's going to have to try to guess the right one. Brother, are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right. Keeping in the theme of what we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes, when did the first roller coaster debut? The first roller coaster debut? The first roller coaster that people oh. were able to ride. Oh, man. As a thrill ride. E. All right. A. 1919, B, 1901, or C, 1884. Oh, man. Yeah. Hmm. Somewhere around then. Put your head in that space. Tell me again. A, 1919, B, 1901, or C, 1884. 1884. <laughs> no, oh. 1984. No, 1884. So, that's probably been going on for a long time. Like for somebody to get on something and go, Oh, I'm going to go on this track and, and do something crazy. At least a hundred uh, years. Yeah. Well, yeah, all of them have been at least a hundred years. Tell me one more time. Okay. A 1919 B 1901 or C 1884. I'll oh, hell with it. I'm going to go with 1884. You got it, dude. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> and you hit the nail on the head with the Coney Island. Really? The first roller coaster debuted in Coney Island, Brooklyn, New York. It was designed by a man named Lamarcus Edna Thompson, and it was called the Switchback Railway, hmm. which was designed off of a railway transport that had been used. Uh, yeah, I, I see that. Yeah, I get it. Like, they probably took a, a portion of railroad track and laid it down and did something maybe a little mm -hmm. different, uh, made it go in a circle. Uh, back in it those was, days, it was yeah. made to transport people, and yeah. everybody thought, oh, this is kind of fun. Oh. And so he just kind of upgraded it. The f hilarious thing about it was the max speed was six miles an hour. <laughs> and now, what's that one in Abu Dhabi goes 149 miles an hour? The newest yeah. one that's the fastest roller coaster in the world? Yeah, something just ridiculous. That was 149 miles an hour. And the next roller coaster that they're building, I think they're wanting to do at 155 miles an hour. That's stupid because I know like we did, <laughs> we did the one that was, I think it was the Incredible Hulk ride. And I think, uh, did y'all ride that? Yes. Uh, we rode that one. Um, I want to say it's top speed was like 75 miles an hour. And now the crazy thing is to a normal person, 75 miles an hour doesn't really seem like that big of a deal. We do that in cars all day long. Not that big of a deal. But when you're doing it like bare faced open with just the wind and whatever hitting you. 75 miles an hour is insane. Like, I remember going through some of the turns and my cheeks flapping. Like, literally going. <laughs> like, like, oh, don't like, do that. Oh. Yeah. I don't like it. I remember thinking to myself, this is so disgusting. This is so terrible. Like, I could feel my skin tightening around my skull. So that's about half of what the newest roller coaster fastest speed is going to be. Like, that is redonkulous. Did you know like, one G-force is 22 miles an hour? Really? Yeah. I always wanted to do the thing where, like, I get into a flight simulator and see 
uh, what was that movie? Uh, they did the thing where, like, if you could take three Gs, there was a movie that they... they it's tr- not that fast. They, they they put everybody in the little circle thing. They to see if they around. pass out, right? See if they pass out, yeah, yeah. And I always thought, like, Is man, that just the blood pressing against your brain, or... I don't know, like, like I said, seriously. That's how like, they test astronauts, correct? Yes. That's to one see of if the they'll tests. be able to handle yes. the amount of G-force that they'll yes. experience and be able to stay... Cognitive, because I want to say three G's is like uh, the minimum to break the Earth's atmosphere, or something like that. And I might be totally wrong. I might be wrong, uh, but it seems like I heard G's. that once. Uh... Pulling like three G's is experiencing three times the normal gravitational force. Okay. Never gonna do the Goku in the <laughs> chamber hundred times Earth gravity. Not gonna happen. No. <laughs> Your power level is not 9,000. <laughs> I've seen but, it. Hey, I've always thought it was... It's about a buck 25. <laughs> also, it would cool, be cool to, like, to test it and see like, what you I'd could I'd love pick. to do the G-Force oh, yeah. test. Oh, yeah, man. Why not? <laughs> see when you pass out in the chair and they're just slinging you. Which is funny because you think about like You're asking for when I can physically take enough to where I pass out. Which is funny. Just pass me out. Yeah, just just knock me out. How oh, should I do that every <laughs> Saturday night? <laughs> Ask how much it's going to take to pass me out. Um, case bearish. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm a cheap date now. <laughs> but yeah, how cool would that be to be able to get in that <laughs> little spinning around Shotgun thingy. three beers and call it doing the 3G. Yeah. I want to shotgun three beers. Oh, man. Did you hear the thing about the, the guy down south? In San Antonio, Mm-mm. he won $10,000 at the Garrison Brothers uh, Bourbon Distillery. And his whole thing was, like, they did a competition to create your own drink. And the only stipulation was oh, you I had to have... Wild. The only stipulation was you had to use this this brand of bourbon. Okay. In it and make your own drink out of it. And this guy won it with... I wish I could remember what it was. It wasn't pomegranate. It was something else. Uh, Dragon fruit. Uh, you know, it might have been. Anyway, he won ten grand off of it, and they're going to start selling it as like a kit. Good for you, bartender. There you go, man. Knock yourself out. Like, way to go. That's really cool. <laughs> so, I love mixology and wish I could get into it. Yeah. Watching people experiment. It's like watching a chef work with flavors. Well, you know, we've been uh, getting more and more into our or wines and stuff like that. <laughs> I know it sounds. Wino. I know it sounds. Well, no, no, I'm not. Eh, I wouldn't say I'm. I'll wino. call you a wino, not a wine snob. I respect you more than that. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, but I've, but you've gifted you've gifted us some great gifts of wines. Yes, well, me and you both. Uh, we we enjoy our drink and we respect it, and we get into it. Uh, I love the search of the flavors, man. Honestly, that's why I drink like I do. Yeah, that it's sounds not. bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of bad. What I mean by that is not like power drinking. What I mean is constantly searching for different. I'll try anything. Yeah, I'll try anything once. Mm. And I love searching flavors. That's why I like scotches. I love a whiskey, a bourbon, a tequila. Sitting a scotch, back and analyzing uh, it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not vodka because vodka to me is what it is. Yeah. Well, I don't especially know. with bourbons and scotches and um, Irish whiskeys. Um. We've been looking into our smelly A thing for the wine connoisseur thing because how difficult is that? It's usually a four to five class uh, thing. Uh, it takes a little while. It, it's not something you know that somebody can fall into. Um, yeah. You have to be a little bit more 
in tune to what you're doing and what you're tasting. It's not like, hey, I'm just going to drink wine. Yeah, yeah you there. have to be able but to search the out the flavors. Thing, same thing with, I mean, any any drink. It's uh, a talent, you know, just yeah. like anything else. You yeah. have to be able, I mean, you probably I can't, can't be a, a heavy smoker and have good taste buds. I can't just sit here and just pound beers every night and go, oh, I'm a beer connoisseur. Like, no, no. Man, no. So, uh, yeah, we've looked into it a little bit and we've thought about it because, hey, I think that'd be really cool because we do like If nothing, it's another notch on the belt. There you Say, go. I've got this. I'm, I'm a small year. Definitely. Hey, maybe we'll take that into another episode. Uh, maybe I'll bring some wine on one of the next episodes, and me and you will do our little uh, makeshift sommelier type. I can get diggity down on wine. We'll do our own little makeshift uh, a taste on it. <laughs> taste testing. Yeah. And we'll do something like that. What did we have the last time here that was the bourbon that was gifted to you that... We both that liked. was that bu- the Select Buffalo. Buffalo Trace. Ah, oh, that's right. That my buddy Jason gave me. Um, that and, was really good. Oh, it was damn good. Smooth. I keep wanting to try. There's this one called Pure Jefferson's. It's Ocean Aged. That I guess was put on <laughs> casks that were sent on the ocean. So they get to slosh around. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the next on my to-do list for whiskeys to try. Because yep. I really... Does it seem gimmicky? Yeah. Hmm. But I'd, I'd really like but, to give it a shot. Yeah, you never know until you try. I mean, you never yeah. know what you like until you try something. Don't be afraid to try. I don't think you're ever going to have a bad time taste testing anything. <laughs> well, me and you won't, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give Whether everything a shot. it's barbecue or bourbon hey. or beers. Yeah, barbecue. Three Bs. Bourbon, beers. You're right. Anyway. Hell, we can do it. Hey. Good episode. We just kind of rambled around for a little while. Uh. Great episode. Yeah, this was kind of a ramble. We were just flying off the off kilter tonight. Sometimes we do factual stuff. Sometimes we just kind of see where see where the wind. This is one us. of those we were hanging out, didn't even plan on recording tonight, and we're having a conversation for about two hours. And you said, "Why don't we go fire up the mics and just go ahead and sit down yeah, and do one? Give a shot, yeah. Because why the hell not? Hmm. And hell, we got an episode out of it. Yep, 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 yep. So, so everybody out there, thank you guys for listening. Be sure and hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you'd like for us to talk about next time on The Random Men. Until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. Stay random.